Hello and welcome to the third episode of our podcast series, My Grandparents, My Parents and I. My name is Sarah Myers. Enjoy the interview with Miss Marjorie Granston, who tells us about her dreams of security, education and professional development. Were they fulfilled? Miss Granston is joined in the interview by her granddaughter, China Benet Edwards. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. First of all, what's your name and when were you born? My name is Marjorie Granston and was born in 1947, 8th of the 2nd, 47th in Jamaica. And how was life in Jamaica before coming to England? You know, my parents work hard. You know, he was a farmer and my mom, she used to work at a, a store, you know, a co-op shop. And in the end, he, my dad, he went to American farm work. So, you know... Uh, I think it wasn't um, too bad because I could see worse, you know, different families. But it wasn't top or top, like, you know, but mm, up and down, you know. That's the reason why I, I got here. You know, you're always looking for something a bit better to what it is now. Looking back, I could say it was great, <laughs> you know, but... um. I wanted more, and I had friends that um, left, and you know they keep. I had a friend; she went to America, one went to England, and they keep saying, "Oh, you should come, you should come," you know. They tried, so you know I was like, "Yeah, but well, I'm glad that I come now." So <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I would be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So tell me, what was your childhood like? Did you have sisters, brothers? Are you the eldest? Yes, I had um, one sister and three brothers. I'm the second one. Tell me what your school life was like in Jamaica. Well, the school, it was okay. Maybe a hundred in the class. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, plenty of people in, in one class. Yeah. And then they get a stick to you if you don't, if you can't spell rat. <laughs> if you're late, you get the cane. Hands out. And they whip you. So, you have to be early. Or you get whipping. Well, I get whipping a few times. <laughs> Did you actually? I know that. Yeah. Hands out, yeah. If you're late. Why was you late? Because, I mean, we have to walk from far. I see. So how far was the school? Mm, maybe over over two miles. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we couldn't afford to get the bus or pay taxi. Mm-hmm. So you have to walk. And we have to do so many different housework before we could leave. You know, I used to get up like half past five in the morning. Do my dad breakfast. Get his breakfast ready. And after school and then clean up and all these things first. And have a shower and quick. I mean, over two miles. And it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So you just deal with it because that's what you have to do. So if you're late, you know. So not to get the whipping, you have to run fast. <laughs> I can imagine you running. Yeah, after run, man. Yeah, Mm. that's why I was so slim. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. How how small was your waist, Nan? When I came here, my waist was 22. 22 inches. Mm, slim. Two, and then I've got two younger ones, my sister and the younger brother. Uh, to help them because I mean after getting mom and dad off to work, I have to see to these two because I'm the boss then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. So you know, I have to get them ready and we off and get back home after school. After do the dinner. Come mom is back from work yet. You know, I look back here. Yeah? And I, you know, it, it never bothered me. I just do it. You know, it's what you're used to. So you love doing it as well, though, didn't you? Mm? I guess you loved it because yeah, because even even now, like you cook me food mm. and you yeah. ask me how is it. Mm. And you, yeah, you, yeah, I like it. I like doing it. Yeah. Oh, amazing! <laughs> Nobody is better. Better. <laughs> I remember me and my mum we were doing some Kentucky Fried Chicken, and the disgust in your face was hilarious. <laughs> he was looking at us like. That's not how you do it. No. Like <laughs> yeah, that's not how you do it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. And uh, come over and do the cooking. Get the, you know, clean up and wash. Not with washing machine, hands. Do the washing, you know. I mean, I start doing all those things from about nine. Because I could remember when my mom had the last one, the youngest. I was... um. Six, yes, I think I'm six years older than him. And those days, is um, you'll have to use cloth, nappies. And I used to, you know, I just like doing things. So you just clean them? Yes, I used to wash them. Wow. Yeah, so she when... didn't tell me to, you know, but I just, you know, I just like to, you know, by the time they in from work, mom and dad, everything is ready. Mm-hmm. Clothes on the line, yeah. And what kinds of games did you play? I had a little um, dolly and I used to make the clothes. Yeah. Oh. Yes, I used to, to make it myself. You know, if I have any old cloth, I used to cut it and make the... Yes, I used to, I used to find time to play. And tell me a little bit about your family life. Yeah, sometimes we'll go, you know, like especially weekends. Go to church or go on trips, you know. When I say trips, not very far, but I mean, it, they take us out a bit, what they can afford, you know. I could remember they took us cinema, not very often, you know, go swimming, take us to the river, and I'll just stand and look. I'm not going in. <laughs> Nan is not a swimmer. <laughs> Nan is no swimmer. I, I, I just, you know, or even to the sea. I just, even now, you see, when, when we go see, mm-hmm. I'll go on holidays. She'll just stand there, like, she won't even put her foot in no. or anything. I just look. Yeah. <laughs> She's scared of the water. Mm, I just don't fancy that. Is it, I don't know no. if this was, I don't know if this was right, but what did you used to see in the river? You mean? In Jamaica, what was it, the type of animals? Alligator. Alligators. Yeah. 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 So I wouldn't I be swimming either. Mm. I just I just watch. Yes, I just see them swimming around. No, I'm not going in there now. When you came to the UK, how old were you? I was twenty one. Yeah. Wow. My um well I would say my boyfriend then. 
send for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, I was 21. Yeah. 21, but doing, you know, the jobs you know, the, yeah, of a 50-year-old, yeah. Manage, yeah. Mm. So I guess you very mature. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah you were mature yeah. at six, to be fair. Like, yeah, washing the nappies. Yeah, and after school, I went to to do um to do so to make clothes. Oh. Yeah, when that's yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mm. yeah. like, if I have a problem with like my clothes or anything, you'll just sew it. She, mm. you know, she knows measurements and it all sorts. Yeah, and make it. I used to make a skirt for school. Yeah. Mm. And I used to make um, your mum clothes and so, do, so, so when you were little, do you think that's what like fascinate, fascinated you, like clothes? And well, hence why I after th- school you went? I think doing the doll's clothes, you know, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah that was, yeah, mm-hmm. I did like it. Yeah. And all, right. the, all the kids, I used to sew their clothes and trying your skirts for school. Mm-hmm. I think I lost a start again. The sewing machine is still there. <laughs> I'm always at it, doing something. You know, sometimes her mum is, you know, said, go, sit down. I got, you know, but I can't. She's very busy, buzzy. She's yeah. either cooking, cleaning, out, you know. out. It's only since this happened in 2019. I fell off the, um, fell down the escalator and banged my head. And that's, that is the reason why I'm walking around with that thing now. Because, uh, see, I'm getting sweaty now. It made me feel a bit dizzy, so I said I, I prefer to have that to, to stabilize you, know, you to make sure I feel more comfortable. Yeah. So, but before then, I'm just saying to them that you know, when I disappear, I gotta get up early, jump on the bus, and go and walk around. <laughs> I said that to mom. Doesn't make me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. I don't like keeping still. Pretty much all my memories with you is on the bus somewhere. Yeah. Like and very, you know. Unfortunately, until twenty nineteen is the only thing that kind of hindered you. But before that, that yeah, before. before that, every single day you're out. I'm out. You take you, them to school. You love pick nature. Up from school and you know, you, you loves nature. Love being outside. And she tries to encourage me to walk up to webs, <laughs> but I won't do it because I don't yeah. like walking. But yes, yes, like, yeah, but she, she, you're a walker. She loves nature. Mm, um, yeah, and very nosy as well. That's right. I have to keep looking and see what's going on. You know, <laughs> then I'll watch my crime and see. <laughs> oh. Have a break. I just you know sit down, relax, and have a bit of crime. <laughs> and tell me, like, how was the journey from? Jamaica to the UK? Well, I came out by plane and the flight was booked to take me to Birmingham. And you see, I don't realize or know anything, but when we got to London, they, um, everyone was coming off the plane, so I just think, well, we're going to change, you know, because everyone. So, you know, then I'm there saying, um, so when we're going get, to get on another plane, of this story, she said, oh, we're not going anywhere else. This is our dis- destination. I said, yeah, what's going on? But anyway, some, you know, someone that travel, I said, okay, you can come with us. 
and they took me to Birmingham. So you ended up in London? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I came off in London because I didn't know, you know. I wasn't upset, you know, but we're talking to the Jamaican that just come off the plane and someone come to pick them up and telling them, you know, said, I don't know what to do or where to go. And I said, okay, we can, we are going to Birmingham. So. We'll take you. I'll take you. And that's how I, I got to Birmingham. If it was now, I don't know if I would um, hope things are different now. But I mean, I trust the one that just, we travel together, like, you know, just think, well, okay. My husband-to-be was in Birmingham. So he went to Birmingham to collect me, or to pick me up then. And Obviously, you weren't there. I wasn't there, you know, so he didn't. And, you know, like those day, days, I don't even think a phone was in the house. Mm. And no There's mobile, no communication. You know, no, you know. Or any, and you couldn't just so write he, a letter. He couldn't, he couldn't, you know, because when I got there, he was, was still up, you know. So when the bell rang the bell and the door opened and see it was me, he couldn't believe it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So if it wasn't those people, I don't even know what I would do because I don't know. It just it just proves that everything happens for a reason. Mm. Like if obviously, well, thank God they were there, but you mm. know they obviously um they were lovely. They took you to Birmingham. Yeah, took you. And yeah. and the fact that obviously there wasn't any communication, or anything like well, that. Yeah. Well, never know. Maybe in the end I would have to really go to the desk and you know maybe yeah, but ask question, be, but yeah. still. But how how would I get in touch? Because there's no phone. You know, phone wasn't in the house. I didn't have phone. So anyway, I got there. <laughs> it was um Bosley, you know, by the Cannon Hill Park. That's that's where oh I lived. Yeah. So tell me how long you've lived in Birmingham. Well, most of the time, really. Because I left um You left Bosley Heath to early. To to um Erdington, then from Erdington to Dudley. Dudley. Then I, I think I lived in Dudley for about five years. Mm-hmm. Then back to, to Birmingham, Birmingham in um, Brannod. Mm-hmm. I lived there for a few years, then Worcester. Because <laughs> I like the countryside. That's the reason why I end up in Dudley. And I like the, because it reminds me of home, Jamaica, you know. A lot of bushes and things. Because where I live, you know, it's like one house here and maybe another two miles before you see another house. <laughs> you know, so I like that your surrounding. And a lot it's of peaceful as well. Yeah. It's not as, I vegetable guess... and fruit and you can just um go in the back garden and pick an orange or a mango or you know. Yeah. That's what I miss. I just go and dig my potato, a sweet potato. You know, just in the the back of the house there. Mm. And what was the first thing you you noticed when you arrived here in the UK? Yes, the first thing, it was the 1st of April. No cardigan, no coat. And the first thing was the snow on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> snow, you know. 1st of April. And I haven't got a cardigan or a coat. But manage you see not um, not meeting up not at the right place i think that take the cold away <laughs> yeah there's yeah. so much going on yeah you, you you don't notice it but you know it's the first time i saw snow it was the first time yeah how was that looking you know 
Bon. Les Elisbeth. Yes, and you know, you get come down the step, you know, you're a bit slush, slushy. Thinking, you know, oh, she's what we come to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The weather was um, different. But um, like years now, going back there after living here. Sometimes when I'm there, I'm praying, oh my God, I wish I could get some snow. Yeah. I'm so hot. You know, I, I, I can't, I prefer the cold to that heat. I mm. can't take it when I'm out there. <laughs> Most time I go, it's for like four weeks. And the first two weeks, two and a half weeks, I'll be sitting right in front of that fan. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to go anywhere because I'm too hot. Yeah, I, I, I can't take it too hot, man. Because I have to walk around with a towel out there to, to you know, to, 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 to dry up the sweating. What did Britain look like to you? Well, different, you know, because, I mean, even the houses, you know, looking around, it's different from, because we are just like one story, you know, it's thing. You know, everything different, really, from what I used to. Mm, there is a lot of white people, okay? <laughs> <laughs> loads. <laughs> yeah, loads, you know. Yeah. But really, I, I can't really look back and say at the time, you know, like racist thing. I never really come across it, you know, where I was living and thing. It was okay. Mm, it was quite, well, the few that I come across was quite friendly. And I was working at the hospital in the kitchen. And when, you know, like, I used to cook my own food, I used to do my fried dumpling. <laughs> and there was one that worked together, you know, she always liked it, you know. <laughs> always want me seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, doing what I was doing, it was a bit different. Because I was working in the kitchen when I left there, then I was... um. Was working at Cadbury's. It was my second job. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I was doing glasses, the place that they make glasses. Then after having the kids, you know, I had two in one here. <laughs> I had one January and one December, the same here. So I was busy. I couldn't, you know, couldn't do anything else yet. But still, after the, um, I think I started put up to nursery. And I said, you're not stopping me, so I'll take them to nursery and go and do something. Then China's mom come along. So in the end, I said, you know what? I'm just going to stay home and start sewing. You know, so I used to make these dresses, things, and my husband used to take them out. And people come asking, you know. So I used to sew and I saw I get going for a few years. Then, I think after, let me see, after Sandra. Then, yes, after Sandra, my husband went home to Jamaica.
and he had this friend that he um, used to do pomade here, pomade, you know. And he used to help him and sell, you know, out there before he left to come here. And he said, you know what, I think I'm going to start doing it. And that's it. Come back and we get our ingredients and we start making it. You might still sit on the shelf now, must grow. I'll do the making and um, he go around the warehouses and that is how we live, that was our livelihood. People used to come all around the place to get, you know, the big drums of it. But, you know, when he died, you know, time goes on. I did wind it down. Because with the kids, when he died, the youngest was, what, seven? So I got all those five to by myself to look after. You know, I was still living in um, Erdington. So it wasn't easy, but I, I carry on for a time. You know, still carry on and get people to go and deliver it and thing. Mm. I was the the maker of it. <laughs> he used to just go and um, deliver. <laughs> yeah. Life goes on. We have to manage. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, all my friends, you know, used to say, um, I don't know, you manage, how do, how do you do it? I say, you have to, I have to do it, you know. So that's how it goes. Because, I mean, 2015, when um, I've got rheumatized arthritis and I went to the hospital and, and um they done a scan from neck to waist. And then all of a sudden the doctor, you know, called back and said, could you come back? So he says to me, um, you've seen a little lump? I said, okay. So I had a, a, another appointment to to, um, to have a, what they call it, to send off to see what it is. And when they called me for that result and you know, they said, um, it's cancer. You think I make it worry me? You can't let these things, you know, you can't take these things because if you worry, it's going to make you worse. You know, so I just accept it and said, well, let's move on. What we're going to do, let's do it. And they, you know, had the operation and it was stage one anyway. So, but you see, my family is a cancer family, so it wasn't surprising to me. Mm. Yeah, so you can't make, you know, you can't make big things, little things worry you. They can't make you worse. I keep telling my family, you know, I said, don't, even my friends. I said, certain things happen, don't worry, because it, it won't make you any better. Mm. Mm. Don't let it um, get you down, because it make you worse. You're going to have another illness to it. Because, <laughs> you know, when you worry, worry, worry. Mm, so I just accept it and, you know, just carry on doing my thing. Because when, when I went by the result and Matthew and China mom came with me. And um, I could tell, you know, I could, uh, looking at them, you know, I said to them, you know, don't worry. And we went home. And she said, she's going to have a rest up. I know she's going to cry anyway, both of them. 
I just get my trolley and just went shopping. <laughs> because why am I gonna come and you know what 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 you're not gonna help me. Maybe I'm mad, but that's how I am how I am. <laughs> Tell me about your finances. Did you um did you share a room? Did you buy a house? What was that like? What was family life like for you in England? Those days was, you know, because I bought this house in Herdington, big house, and it was only eight thousand pounds. Eight thousand. Yeah. That was you see, I had by then I had four. And I was expecting the fifth one when we bought that house. You know. So it was to me quite good. No strain or worry, you know. To 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 get it. Yeah. God, those days. Well, I mean, still, whatever. You still have to find a deposit and thing. But it wasn't as bad as now, you know. So we didn't manage. And um, I was there when he died. I didn't leave straight away because I, I went, um, I bought one in Dudley. That's when. I still had that one at the time. And... You know, I was there saying, what should I do with it? And in the end, I sold it for, um, I think it was £75,000 I sold it for. Then, the year after, if I'd waited, that year everything went up, I would get £175,000. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> but still, the one that I bought, I said, get it cheaper. You know, and then... I bought another one in, in um, Birmingham from then, you know, so it was okay. And did you feel that Britain fulfilled your dreams of security and education and your professional development? Well, yes, because, I mean, doing that business, you know, and I feel secure. I was okay. So I would say yes. Was fulfilled, yeah. Because when he died, the eldest was what? I think Sandra was um, 15, I think. And the youngest was seven. But, you know, we work hard and everything was, I could manage, I could cope. You know, I was okay. How does your children's school experience look like here in the UK? Well, I mean, they're born here, so, you know. They didn't, they, they don't, this is what they're used to. I mean, if I took them from Jamaica, you know, it would be different. But they were fine, you know. They enjoy school, a lot of them, yeah. And I didn't have any, you know, I could say they are good kids, really. I didn't have any big problem until they turned some of them, especially the youngest boy. They started to mess around, you know. But they're, they're okay, yeah. Uh, and they... This no, the second girl, she was quite good at um, her secretarial work, you know, and Chris and um, China's mom as well. Yeah, she always, you know, working with lawyers and judges, China's mom. So they, they end up quite good. Yeah, I, I don't force them into do this, do that. Or you have to be this, or you have to be that. You know, you just do what you can do that's how I see it you know because it's not good to force 
You see, so, you know, as I say, I just encourage them, you know, to do what they think is good. And even the grandkids, you know, do what you feel, you know, what is good for you, what you feel like doing. Everybody can't be a doctor, a nurse, or a teacher. You just do what you want to do. Yeah. Or what you can manage. That's how I see it. Yeah. You know, someone pushing you to do what you don't want to do, it affects you. Thanks for listening to our interview with Miss Marjorie Granston. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want more information about the story of the Windrush, check out the show notes for links to useful websites. In the next episode, you'll hear from China Benet Edwards, Mr. Kieran James, and Mr. Darren Rose discussing how they feel about their grandparents' Windrush experience.